Hey, what's up, guys? I hope you guys are having a great, great night. Welcome to a new episode of Cardboard Cave Podcast. And I hope everybody that joined us today has will enjoy this podcast. And remember, you can follow us in all of our social media that it's on Facebook and on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. But then you can see this podcast. If you missed the live, the podcast will be available on YouTube. And if you can't see the podcast live, nor have the chance to see us on YouTube, you can go ahead and go to your favorite podcast platform. And this show will be available for you on Sunday on all your favorite podcast formats. Today, we have a couple of interesting, great um, topics for you tonight, especially our last one. And we're going to go ahead and tune in with all of our um, co-hosts. Starting here from the west side, uh, we have Alejandro. Hello. Hi. Hey, what's up, Alejandro? All good. Just Christmasing it up. Every day. <laughs> you know, the sad part about it is I got Christmas stuff, but myself block it, blocks it with the chair. <laughs> yeah, I got more Christmassy stuff. That's what you need. Yeah, more- I think, you know what I'm going to do? Yeah. What I'm going to do is I'm going to put my LEDs for the next one. Um, You know, when they start flashing all colors. <laughs> Just do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then we have on our, our other host that is one of many persons that said standard is no more for me. We're staying in commander. JP. Oh, no, you're muted. <laughs> you're muted. <laughs> Sorry about that. Hey, what's up, guys? Hi. <laughs> what's up hey didn't that happen last time i think it did it did right <laughs> i think that's a ritual that's a ritual <laughs> jb goes in he forgets to unmute himself <laughs> and as per usual our fourth co-streamer our co-host is driving to his house right now like a crazy yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay guys so here you go we have i pepe one two three saying hello hi what's up we what's up? have Manco Perredose saying as well hello and we have Joanoski 02 saying que sexies thank you thank you very much (laughs) yeah wait thinking about it does does Chris have a beard yeah he he does does, right I think he does we all have beards Mm -hmm. we have to find like a an MTG name for for us (laughs) or make a card (laughs) Well, like some tokens and stuff, yeah. Like yeah. Bearded horseman. Yeah. The bearded oh, horseman. I'll have one for, as I, you know, instead of death, famine, uh, war, and pestilence, just have one for, for each of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Control, mid-range, uh, combo, and jank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be super extremely awesome. That would be awesome. Oh, God. I, you know what? I know a couple of artists. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I think they're not used to making um, like art for magic, but I think that any artist could do art for Magic the Gathering. So, you know what? I'm going to talk to her. I have a couple of friends that do art, so I can talk to them and I can like um, tell each one to make a different art of one of like assign them one of each of us. Mm-hmm. And they can make their art, and we can promote them in in our page and everything. When they make the cards, that will be extremely, extremely awesome. <laughs> okay, guys, for our first um, main topic of tonight, we're going to this section that we have added to the show since last time. 
called Main Phase. So this weekend, guys, this weekend is the MTG Arena Open. What is this? The MTG Arena Open is where a lot of players that have been playing Arena can join in together for a cost of, uh, I think it's 20,000 gems that I think that's an equivalent of $30 in, in cash. Uh, they can compete in a two-day event. Well, if you qualify in one or two sections, you can qualify as either playing best of one or best of three. That is the common tournament format. Depending on your win ratio, you can qualify for day two. And if you qualify for day two, uh, depending on your wins again, you can either win $2,000 in cash or 1,000 or 20,000 gems is bringing back the uh, the money that you invested. Plus in day one, you can win gems as well. Now you guys seeing all of this, what you guys think about it? Because, you know, we know that Standard has its own meta, but what decks do you guys think that is going to be the one that is going to, you know, be this extravagant event um, starting with JP, what you think? I have zero idea of the current standard meta. Uh, uh, I will do say that these rewards, like for being what it is, it's actually not that bad. Like I'm, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm overestimating. I haven't been playing Arena recently, so I don't know how much gems will be actually worth. Like if, if, the, if the actual prizes will be worth time investment and only one of them, like the top prize being the cash prize. I'm not sure if it, like, you know, uh, proper, like, actually trying to get into this tournament. But mm-hmm. uh, I'm really out of, out of touch with Standard right now. Okay. How about you, Orengo? Have you been playing Arena? And not, what decks do you think we're going to see a lot in this meta? I haven't played been playing Arena either. I haven't touched... I touch Arena, like, every once in a while, like, every week or so. I connect. I kind of play a little game or two. Um, but I've been a little disconnected of Standard because... Since there hasn't been any like controversies in standard, I like started like <laughs> shifting into other things. I'm mostly a commander player, guys, just so you know. I do like standard and when, you know, before pandemic times, I used to play some standard in, in my local game store. But ne- I never did an arena. Um, I, I am checking, however, an MTG Goldfish, getting like a sense of what the meta is and how it has shifted. Um, it does seem like Rule Adventures is one of like the very top tier decks right now. And I checked like this 5k Kalheim Championship Qualifier. And like the amount of rule adventures that ended up oh, oh, like 8-1 is astonishing. Like it's ridiculous the amount. Although a mono green food deck won. And that one was like a very budgeted deck because it was like, uh, you know, the normal price was 200 bucks. The MTGO price was 69 ticks. So, you know, it's a cheapo deck. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, it does seem like the gruel adventures has a very high advantage. Other decks, it seems like Esper Doom Foretold, which I have seen on streams before. It's a very powerful deck with that enchantment. Um, but yeah, it, it might be one of those three decks. Demir Rogues is, I'm sad about it because I really like the Demir Rogues mechanic. But it doesn't seem like it's faring very well against Gruel Adventures and Mono Green Food. And that, that Mono Green Food just kind of jumped up, and MTG Goldfish has its price at like two hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like the cheapo. It's like the equivalent of the Mono re- Red deck that you usually play. I guess. No, yeah, the 
the thing the I've been playing uh, Marina. Yeah. I got my Gruel Adventure and I got the Mono Green one as well, okay. and the Demir one. Uh, I've played all three of them. The sad part about Demir Rogues is that in terms of lands, is very un- inconsistent. Mm-hmm. It, you know, there's uh, even though if your mana f- is like fixed to not miss land drops, but there's sometimes that you draw cards and you don't get the what we say the gas to like combo off because we all know that if you start doing crazy shenanigans you can combo off with the rogues and mill your opponent mm-hmm. uh but it, it's so inconsistent gruel gruel you can play with play because you have gilded goose yeah and even if you're like okay is a two lander you have two lands in hand but you have the goose and the, you're fine so like you know then it has um uh, what was this called? Uh, Questing Beast, mm-hmm. Scavenging Ooze. So you have all those saucy cards. Plus you have the, the elephant that is a land as well. Mm-hmm. So you have lands for days, you can say. Then, um, what was the other one? Uh, the, the one that you have are Demir, Demir and Gruul. Gruul. And Gruul. Gruul, I like it because when you have the 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 card that lets you draw a card when you cast an adventure an adventure card yeah if you start doing if you have a bunch of mana and plus you have the artifact that gives you two mana and gives you two life mm-hmm. yeah you can go crazy so you're talking I, about actual innkeeper right for the draw yeah in 12 keeper and the thing is guys that I almost decked myself because I, I I started drawing so many cards. You know that that is not a you may trigger. So you you cast the card you draw. Yeah. So I casted so many things. <laughs> I both of us had like a bunch of creatures in the game, and we're I was like, okay, so this all depends of who attacks first and makes the big mistake. <laughs> Sadly. I lost because they had it was this mutate deck with the tokens. So he had a bunch of sixes. He had like 26 six creatures. I'm like, well, this is my doom. I felt like (laughs) I felt like um Kaiba in that second episode of Yu-Gi-Oh! when he throw Exodia. Yeah, that's how I felt. (laughs) I'm checking this is impossible. I'm checking the deck list. Do you think part of the problem of Demir is that I think Demir doesn't have like the right flip lands, right? So you have to play temples. Is that the problem? If you have flip lands and then you have the temples, the Mm -hmm. issue here is that there are so many copies of the same card. So you have four crabs, you have four, um, you have four of each road. Yep. And then the, I would say the key card that helps the deck like combo off in the sense that if you're about to mill your opponent you have no field is the land the the sorcery that you can pay three three swamps and x depending on how much you waste that's the number of cards that you can get with the different mana cost Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the, I, I remember. I don't know the name of the card. Yeah. Uh, I'm really bad with names. Worry, uh, yeah. But that card is like the the key card. Why? Because even though you have your companion, and when they when you're like zeroed out, 
yeah. you draw that card you pay x, x for five mm-hmm. you find the 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 one drop the female rogue that when a rogue enters the battlefield you can um dip opponent mills three mm-hmm. i mean two my bad agony's awakening exactly yeah, agony's awakening so <laughs> then you start picking up other ro- rogues there's not a three drop rogue so if they already killed your companion you can get your companion and yeah. then you can cast another rogue and say okay so i have like a million triggers in the stack so you will mill a bunch of cards yeah so that saves you mm-hmm. and then there's another archetype there's the demir the demir control demir control is more fun the fact that demir control you can actually it's uh you can actually make the opponent not play so if you play your counters right your opponent won't play for the rest of the game. Yeah, you're stopping them. Got it. Yeah. Exactly. I, I did check the gruel deck, and I feel like one of the things that benefits the gruel deck immensely is having both the in in you know the innkeeper and also having the great henge because you're allowing green to have draw and a lot of ramp for cheap because the henge can go get down into the into the field very yeah. quickly and then you just start you just start value town because you're just like threat draw threat draw threat no draw. and not only that you yeah. you cast a creature and it gets a counter oh yeah exactly no the great henge is kind of insane and also you have a finisher in in every so it's about the great henge yeah. imagine the great henge in a mono green azuri deck oh god why like i get an elf deck yes it's insane yeah <laughs> I, i need to i need to get one for my azuri deck actually i haven't gotten the chance to buy it oh it would yeah. be, be so good in omnath just mono green omnath i oh, would yeah. just flo- float all your lands make mm-hmm. omnath giant makes it cheaper just slam it down <laughs> oh, yeah. it's insane. oh my god we're getting we're and you slam it down and turn four as like turn three omnath turn turn four just slam it down mm-hmm. Okay, so our friend Chris, he he's t- he's talking to us in in our private chat. He says that the problem with the card, with that card, um, there's too many cards with a similar mana cost, and that's true. Yeah. I'm assuming he's uh, talking about Agadim's Awakening. Yeah, he's talking yeah. about the 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 Awakening card. Yeah, okay. and it is true that the the the, the card is very very you know like again you have so many one drops so many two drops so many uh well you don't have that many three drops but one drops and two drops are like you can go, be like um like oprah here's a one drop for you here's a one drop for you you get a one drop as well <laughs> i kind of want to mention for those of uh, of the, our listeners that are just you know listening to the podcast uh, academe's awakening is x black 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 for a sorcery uh, return from your graveyard to the battlefield any number of target creature cards that have a different converted mana cost x or less and it's also a flip land so yeah. the other side is just a, a basic you know it's not a non-basic that adds uh, black yeah mm-hmm. okay guys so that is all for you if you guys want to join the arena open i think you still have time um depending on your area it's still it's going to be 10 o'clock at night so i think you have until midnight to play 
if I'm not mistaken, depending on your your time zone. So if you guys think that you are up for it, go ahead and try it out. So for our next topic, this is a topic that that JP added. I think it was the same night of the show of a past of our past show. It was really I really was intrigued about it because it's like what type of MTG player are you even though he was he his title was um what are the different archetypes that are in magic the gathering but as same way is to know what type of player are you you know you can start as a control player and be like hey 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 wait 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 did you ask please you know like That's that <laughs> you know did you say please no you didn't i'm countering it or it can be that aggro player that says hey i have a lot of goblins and I'm going to swing you for a lot of ones and you're going to die or you're that player that likes to play big creatures or big things and say hey look it's Golos and I have a land called Field of the Dead there's a bunch of zombies and you're going to lose so <laughs> so guys you see you see this and what do you guys think about this you know what you guys think or what would you say to our viewers and listeners how can they find their archetype orengo start start um go with you first no okay uh my uh, every co-host that we had in the show uh you know uh john jp and chris they, they've all played we've all played together like it's not a secret we play commander um we've played standard um, they all know I generally gravitate towards control, usually. Um, I am that blue player that you all hate. I am that person that has to be Wait, like, what oh. do you mean usually? It's not usually. It's in, in, any, in any commander you play, you don't let us play. <laughs> so I try to diversify myself, but I always end up having... Like a variation of a blue deck so so for the people that don't know i have uh my main deck is an urza deck that i fine-tune to excruciating lengths so people can never play um it's a stacks deck obviously because that's how you build urza if you, if you don't you're doing it wrong um i've used to play uh kefnet like the, the zombie one that appears in world of spark uh i used to play thassa thassa's or like the the thassa enchantment god and that one i did choose because um it was the most non-threatening blue commander that i've ever had and as a pro tip it kind of works because usually blue commanders tend to be like targeted on the field all the time and having a, an indestructible uh little rock that gives you scry every every upkeep is non-threatening so i for a very long time i used to have Vasa because of that i used to have Bra uh, baral but baral would just get targeted to to like you know to hell and back and ev mostly every other uh blue commander gets destroyed to hell and back but i discovered that so yeah i'm usually the control player i have dabble in in combo i do like combo but i like you know simple combo like i don't like to do like a six uh card combo it's, it's too complicated for me i can't think too much i guess if you're gonna like place me in um in a in a box i'm technically spike i believe or i'm at least a mixture of spike and johnny 
because okay. I, you know you know there's three players it's timmy johnny and spike and then you kind of like you gravitate towards one or you kind of mix a little bit of both also like if you want to discover because that was one of the questions john asked if you want to like discover what you might gravitate towards um it's cool if you have friends that have like a lot of decks or a lot, a lot of different decks because you can play test and kind of like find your own style because you know the only way i figure it out i lucked out because it was um i bought a teferi commander deck the, the planeswalker one back in the day and it was literally because i was like oh it's blue and it was like one of the other one of the two decks that was left in the lcs i in the lgs i went to i was like oh it's a, it's the blue color and my friend was like blue okay cool and then we started playing he had a like a uh the ready deck and i destroyed him with the pre-con and his deck was actually like fine-tuned and he got pissed and then we started power creeping each other and <laughs> okay oh my god that was <laughs> yeah. i got i got some some good comments in the chat so joanowski is like ha 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 beth me muero <laughs> yeah for all that 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 are listening and and seeing um joanowski has his own podcast called chichando um and he was the one that gave us the idea of using beth from queen's gambit for for this um topic so then we got neo bob x saying ese migote lindo <laughs> then I mean, it could be mine Then um Emma Rock says Aleto is blue, nope, cancer for yeah. <laughs> then again Neo goes siempre. Yeah. We even have comments from Bot saying that if you guys want to buy viewers that don't do that, um click the link. These are scams, guys. Don't do it. If you're watching the The, uh, the the stream do not enter those links then we got neo asking quien tiene decks i think we all have a lot of decks we all have a lot of decks yeah, we, uh, yeah i have i have three i used to have more but i have three <laughs> um then here neo bob again says um poor daryl yeah he's Dar a friend of ours oh okay That was the guy that had the ready deck that I like. Oh, okay, okay. Then Joanoski gives us a heart. And then he's like, ¿Quién tiene qué? <laughs> we're not talking about the other thing. Yeah, we're, he's, he's being <laughs> spicy. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, decks. Yes, yeah. decks. You know, decks that, you know, these, these things, these, yeah, yeah. these things like this. Commander decks. Yeah, yeah. You know, commander decks. Commander decks. So, JP. <laughs> Tell us you, your story. Okay, so uh, I love black. I'm just throwing that out there. Uh, how I'm, but I'm more of a combo player. Uh, I started out like just oh look this little piece when this dies, uh, this happens. But when this enters, this happens. And just when you start combining one piece, then the other piece, then the other piece, and start making this one little machine that just starts working and there's no stopping it. And once it's going, nobody can stop it. That's my type of game, uh, deck. Uh, generally speaking, my main deck would be right now an Ayata deck. And it is unlike the, the normal blue decks uh, that I, Ale just plays, Ayala, for some reason, doesn't get targeted, and when they do, I just put her in the graveyard and bring her back. But that's also part of uh, Black's color pie and just recursion and recursion, so eventually people just stop. 
uh, I found I loved this style when I with the same edition uh, Commander 2014 I got the mono black deck and I also got a mono white deck for for that and a friend of mine got the they ready deck and he couldn't beat me and I was just we just had the, st the standard uh, you know out of the box commander decks yeah and just ah oh, look this card uh, just destroys your stuff and you can never have stuff and I can just swing in with uh, the team and just start building up a machine that doesn't stop and just eventually wins out the game. So that's my style of deck. Uh, generally speaking, I have played control and aggro. Uh, aggro can be surprisingly fun and I find control a bit too slow for me because uh, even though I'm Apparently, like most of my like limited decks, when I play in pre-releases or when I play with my cube, have been control. Uh, other than that, uh, like I've, I've been a pretty good control player, but I find like it's too slow. <laughs> uh, I think that just playing different formats could be a very good way to find what your playstyle is, and I think that. Uh, Commander lends itself to a lot of mid-range, combo, and control, not much aggro, but a lot of standard does uh, help with aggro. So just really does depend on what format you play. <laughs> No, yeah, that's completely that's completely true. And and for me, for me, I started when I started playing Magic. Um, I remember there was a group of friends with uh, that were like, "Well, this is Magic: The Gathering. Uh, you can make your deck or whatever." I did not know like how to build a deck or anything. So I remember that the first thing that I bought, I didn't, I did not even know what Commander was. So I remember I went to eBay. I saw this person selling a commander that I did not know that that was a format um, for like 50 bucks. And I'm like, oh, this is cool. This is not that bad. A hundred cards for 50 bucks. Awesome. I go ahead and bought it. And when I went there, my friends were like, wait, but you just bought a commander. I'm like, what's a commander? <laughs> <laughs> so then we turned that commander to a modern deck. A lot of the friends of that playgroup gave me cards and whatnot, so I made like a, a tribal elephants deck. I still have it. It's 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 like my prized possession of all my collection. That deck is still it still exists. It's a very very janky, sixty card elephant deck. Well, I love it because it brings a lot of good memories. Um, but my first commander was not a pre-con or anything i built it from scratch i my first commander was scion the Ur dragon so i've always loved mid-range and commander for a long time but in standard <laughs> in standard people hated me because i was the mono red player that could do it all <laughs> back in the time that hazard the fervent was a powerful card people hated me it's still like, powerful card oh yeah, yeah but I, I always remember it was like sun scorched desert hit you for one tap bomad courier hit you for another one <laughs> <laughs> turn two mountain earth shaker kenra your creature can't block hit you for three <laughs> it was an amazing time for magic but i remember that people hated and i well, for now, no, because mono red is not being played that much. But 
But back in those times in Omcat, I think this lasted. Kaladesh came in with the broken Chandra. Kaladesh yeah. <laughs> came in with the copter too. Yeah, with the copter too. You know. Same. But I think I'm in. I'm on board with what everybody's saying. Is it's it's the same thing. You guys, to to find out what type of player are you, you should try try everything. Um, try different formats. You know, uh, if you're with a group of friends and you're like, hmm, I want to try and play um, Magic the Gathering. I want to test it out uh, and everything. Just ask ask one of them if they have an extra commander. I think uh, most of the time people that have gotten into commander that they have left <laughs> standard has been because our play group in the our local game store were like, hey, you want to play? Sure. Here you go. Here's the commanders. Come on. We we got we got drugs. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good. Just play. Just play. Just play a little bit. We'll have fun. You know. Let me see. Okay. Okay, I'm just trying to see because I think Chris I think Chris is wants to say something before he he we we you know we move to the other topic. I'm gonna add him, he's right there. Here's Chris guys. Hey. Hey guys. Uh, I am on my way home. I'll be home very soon. It's already locked down. At least I have my uh, my papers that allow me to be outside. <laughs> so what I did want to mention is, yeah, I completely agree with you guys. The way to figure out what you really like to play is definitely by playing multiple formats. Um, I It took me a while to figure out that I just like playing everything to be honest like sure i i played timmy for a long time you know just dropping huge dragons and huge creatures um i remember that the first like official deck that i built was a vampire deck that's the one that I actually like sat down and started looking for cards myself like the first deck i built and i used to love it it was like hella aggro but at the same time I was trying to get like make my creatures huge so there's where like I started to like trying to combine like these different archetypes I was trying to make an aggro deck be super timmy by at the end just putting in these creatures that would either get huge with time or would just like drop a huge creature so you know my friends would just look at me and be like hey okay are you trying to like be a timmy or are you trying to be an aggro plan I'm like oh what what what's that <laughs> and I don't know. In the end, I kind of discovered through playing various formats, including draft, uh, playing standard, uh, trying my hand at modern, which is still low key my favorite format, but I just haven't gotten into it as much as I would like to. Um, and Commander, I just really like, I just love the game of Magic the Gathering so much that whatever is in my hands, I will try my best to play it, and I just love it. Like, Sure, I do have my preferences. I do love dropping like huge creatures and huge shreds on the table for everyone to just look at. And I also like doing a whole lot of nothing. I like just drawing my whole deck and putting it all on the table. But in the end, I just kind of figured I like playing everything. So that's why I kind of what I kind of strive for in my decks to play everything. Um, but yeah, it's something. It was a journey, really. Like from when I started with that. Uh, deck of commons that I built. I remember that instead of building a real deck, the first thing we did, um, I, me and my group of friends, was go to one of the local game stores uh, here in Mayaguez 
and we just picked out a bunch of commons because they would give them out for free so we were like wait free free magic cards oh hell yeah we just would just dive into the box of commons and build decks that way and i don't know it really was like that journey of starting with that deck of commons then building my vampire deck then building my dragon deck to play uh, casual with my friends then after that i moved on to standard modern and now uh you know we moved on to the big boys game commander <laughs> <laughs> I like the fact that he's like the big boys game commander. Yeah. What are you saying that the rest of the formats are for little kids? For little children, they don't count. Except vintage, those are for old people. Yeah, for vintage and for old people. Yeah, exactly. Just another level. That's I, I can't I can't touch vintage. Uh. Vintage, vintage is where you have to take uh you have Hello. to remortgage your house to buy at least one cart. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. For sure. <laughs> but, uh, that is all for now guys i will talk to you guys when i get home all right sure okay. thing stay safe all right. thank you dude no problem <laughs> well that is uh the other co-host that's missing uh he'll be back uh but yeah it is true like uh, i'm gonna say it uh playing i got to play i think that was the most my biggest financial mistake that i did uh when i got into modern i built mono green tron i built uh what was this deck called um uh dang it i forgot it's the the burn deck burn i built burn i don't remember what was the other card oh and i the other deck i had three modern decks i had burn demir mill and tron <laughs> By that time when I built those decks, I had like, I would say that whoever would have gotten my backpack would have gotten like at least five grand in cards. Yeah. And it was only because the modern decks were very expensive back in the day because of all those fetch lands and there were not that many reprints. Like, not like now. <laughs> you can find Lightning Bolt for like, what, $2 now or one? Yeah, around that. Yes, you know. Um, but now let's go to our next topic of the night because I would like I mentioned at the start of the program, our last topic is the most interesting one, and it's thanks to Orengo that he found it. We were like, damn, we need I think we need one more topic, and then out of the blue it came out. So our next topic of tonight, let me um put this like this just in case if i don't make a mistake okay let's go Whoop. yeah transition transition yes so why magic the gathering um stories will be blocked in certain some parts of the world or countries um this article was taken um out on the 11th if i'm not mistaken of december of this week no, that was yesterday. Yeah, around yesterday or Thursday. So, we all know that Wizard of the Coast takes their low their lore. You can get get the lore for free on their website. But in exception for the series of the of War of the Sparks, they made two books. 
giving like a beginning and an end of the lore like that um, fans could read the lore in a book but something happened in War of the Sparks Forsaken in War of the Sparks Forsaken there is a love interest between Nisa and Chandra and in China that was not taken in well and Wizard of the Coast had to drop down the lore page of Forsaken because of that and Wizard of the Coast made a statement about this this week they mentioned that they are going to keep moving forward their lore but in certain parts of the country it will be blocked due to their laws and their beliefs now JP, you listen to this. What you think? Um, should they do this, or do you think it's just a way to respect each country's belief? I feel like they should be able to do this. If someone wants to uh, read a lore, uh, there's various ways uh, you can circumvent some areas uh, and actually read what you want to read. Uh, the controversy was actually quite big it, like the, the entire book is a, is a problem because a, a lot of the writing like in terms of uh actual novel uh, its writing is questionable because it has very good parts but a lot of bad parts and they're gonna they're, they took that criticism pretty harshly and a lot of the current lore is very like uh, like much better uh, at least in the writing department uh, so they're, I should, I feel like they should, you know, if continue with this, if it allows better writing and better stories, uh, better lore. Okay, but what, what, what do you say? Like, uh, because the thing is that Wizard of the Coast is going to continue the lore as it is. The only thing that they're going to do is just block. If the lore does not like go to the term, let's say the terms and conditions of the country. It will be blocked so let's say that they move on forward with having more planeswalkers being um gay or let's say that they they enter a planeswalker that is trans but this country does not accept those those things but they're gonna block it there but they're gonna continue with the lore that yeah, is i, I feel like that's fine yes. I, I feel i do feel like that's fine uh, if if a character is made to be away then let the character uh, be that way. Uh, it, like that way doesn't interfere with the writing. Uh, like if, if the writing is good, then it's gonna be good. And if the character's supposed to be that way, then let it be that way. Okay. How about you, Orengo? Um, what do you think about this? Uh, same question. And just in case, guys. Um, Chris just pointed out something. All of this information you can find it in epicstreams.com. I'm gonna put the link in the in the chat. And for everybody that is listening to us, the link will be available um, in our description for the for you guys in the podcast format. So, Orengo, what do you think? Do you think this is okay? Do you think that this is going to bring us more diversity between characters in the lore? Uh, what are your thoughts? 
I'm not much of a of a lore person, and, and you guys know that. I'm like, is the card good? Good. I don't care what the lore. Like, oh, Jace did that, and he's a pirate, and now he's like normal. I don't care. Like, I want a good Jace card. That's you know, that's kind of my mentality towards lore. But a lot, I know a lot of people like lore, and you know, thinking of a different fandom that enjoys supplementary material would be like um star wars fans i mean they built a whole like universe after george lucas can finish like the first three books so i do understand people like war um the thing about blocking it in other countries i mean we live in an internet age so i feel like if anyone wants to consume it unless it's very difficult for x or y reason they could probably find a way to like to consume it i feel it's a little unfair if the consumer wants to get a product they should be allowed to get it because you know it's their money they're spending however they want um but um that thing about blocking like you know content uh, for other people i don't like the same reason i don't like um certain secret layers like most of the secret layers and not all they can't be shipped everywhere and that's a concern that i have as well so i feel like this should be This shouldn't be blocked anywhere. This should be allowed to be anywhere that people want to consume it, you know, either as a physical PDF, I don't care. People want it, they should be able to get it without having to be blocked or censored or whatever. It should just be unfiltered and whatever it is. So, yeah, but having it uns uh, unfiltered and uncensored is what brings the problems with the other countries. Yeah, so, I, know. Like, I mean, no one no one's going to, you know, torch But buildings because of a Ravnica book, I feel so. No, no, yeah, but <clears throat> don't you think that this this is like what happens with um? I don't think that in Magic the Gathering, I haven't seen or I haven't looked forward to see if this has happened. Let's put an example in. Uh, let's put example Yu-Gi-Oh. Okay. Yu-Gi-Oh have a lot of cards that are censored when they come to to the states. Even in Pokemon, there's a couple of cards that have been censored as well. Mm -hmm. There's this one uh, Misty card when the gym leader um, Gym Heroes set came in. There was this Japanese Misty card that she's holding. Uh, she's holding Starmie or mm -hmm. sorry, I don't remember, yes. but she doesn't have a bathing suit. She's naked. Yeah, in yeah. And then when it came in the States, they put a bathing suit on her because they censored it. Mm -hmm. As well, with in Yu-Gi-Oh, Harpy Lady, Dark Magician Girl, most of all the most of the female cards, their their breast size are sh shorter or I mean smaller. They have clothing. Um, pentagrams are erased due to religion issues, just in case. Because we all know Dark Mac and Dark Magic Curtain that 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 skull it's not a thing that it's from from jesus we all know that. i mean you could also argue that with uh, magic the gathering with the arts uh, the original demonic tutor had the the, pen, the demon with the pentagram on its forehead and right. further printings of it until a certain point just removed that completely and just added an entirely different art because there was a huge controversy around that <laughs> don't you think that the reprints of old cards are not being reprinted because of that? Elder can, can be a problem uh, in terms of, uh, I'm not sure if licensing is, licensing is a problem, uh, mm -hmm. but like 
some cards like it's, I can take a pretty obvious stand on Invoke Prejudice. Mm. Card that, right, that, yeah. Yeah, that's a card that uh, that shows a depiction of uh, what would be uh, the Ku Klux Klan. Yeah. And yeah. That's, that's a very problematic uh, thing to have on a card. Yeah. So sometimes, so sometimes it's like censoring sometimes is necessary but like it's very selectively like you have to be very careful what you do but not not everything has okay uh, but, but just so i understand they're not censoring they're just blocking the books right or the no they're okay so what they're going to do is for forsaken has been completely blocked from china okay but what they're going to do is that they're going to further along their story so uh, the next set is Kaldime. So let's say that in Kaldime, one of the characters is trans. Okay. Let's say that the, the new planeswalker is trans. Mm -hmm. um, so for for further having no issues with nobody from... And so let's say that X country does not accept, you know, the whole LGBTQ plus yeah. community. Uh, so that country or those countries won't have access to that lore because Wizard of the Coast knows that that country does not support like um, trans or hom uh, homosexuals or gays, so on moving forward. So they're going to not have that lore available, but other countries will have it because while well, they support LGBTQ plus communities and so on so forward. So that's Are what they, so there is a big difference then because then you're blocking complete lore versus your examples from earlier, which was just sensory. Like sure, a monster reborn was a cross that was, you know, indicative of religion, but we still got monster reborn in the first set. It was just like a weird feathery uh, cross that made like it was so ambiguous, but we still got it. We just got it in a different form. They're not even getting the lore. That's why I feel it's a problem. Like that's because you're if you're really like a consumer of the lore, you're gonna miss out on a chunk of a of a planeswalker's backstory because you're in China. For example, I don't know which countries they're doing this, but you know, assuming China's one of them. Because they do censor a lot, they do censor a lot and they do ban a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. So I feel that's a problem because you're gonna miss um, people who are interested in it, you're gonna miss out and that that sucks, man. That's kind of I understand because Watsi wants to be like wants to make good. They don't wanna like upset like a whole whole like region because of they pushing a book or pushing their lore if that if that um country as a whole doesn't accept x or y so i get it from a money standpoint they don't want to piss off anybody but for the consumer that wouldn't pretty wouldn't care or if they would care they would be like oh okay they're trans i need to deal with my own bigotry and you know accept this or whatever but you know i get it it's not everyone's not everyone's on the same plane i i in my personal opinion i would just not, i would just like either put it out there or if you feel it might be problematic for x or y reason then maybe adjust that section i guess but still let them have the lore because it's part of it and it's a part that people enjoy like i know i know jp loves lore i know you love lore i know, I know chris loves lore so it's a it's an extension you know, when you play that card, you're like, okay, I remember because, you know, there's a backstory to this. And then I have this other card that actually has conjunction to this. Um, and if you're blocked from that lore, you actually don't know there's a connection from this card to this enchantment, to this sorcery. And it sucks. Mm -hmm. yeah. I understand where you're coming from. 
But like if if they didn't block the the book or the, the upcoming things that might ha- might be controversial in that same country, country might just block it them uh, themselves and they could just yeah. uh, cut cut down the, the ties. Um, I get it. I know I, that's why I said from a money standpoint, I completely understand why Wizards is doing it. But if if I was in command, I'd be like, ah, screw it, just you know. <laughs> No, no, it's completely, it's a, yeah, you know, I think it's more Wizard of the Coast just respecting these countries and their beliefs, you know, I, I still haven't read the books, I bought them, uh, because it, it was really random, I went to Barnes and Nobles, because it's one of my favorite stores that I go to, like, when I go to the States, I need to go to Barnes and Nobles, because books people i love to read books even though i take a long time to read them but i like to read books um uh but when i saw that they had them i'm like yes okay so i got them sadly i couldn't get them hardcover almost all my book collections they're all hardcovers um but i'm really interested in reading uh what what the story conveys i would like to see more books of magic the gathering i know that when the when wizard of the coast was starting you could find lore in magazines and in and in a lot of books comic books yeah i remember that there was this store i don't remember which 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 store was it but they had a incomplete set of comic books from wizard of the coast of the magic the gathering and i couldn't i i, I couldn't get it so when i when i turned my back somebody got in and left i'm like dang it i missed a chance but our next topic of tonight that i hope that chris makes it to this one because i know that he might have a lot to talk about with, for this one yeah. um our next topic thanks to orengo it's this one because hey things happen in the web but apparently 21 commanders did not make the cut for commander legends and that's a lot to say why because that means that we would have more commanders uh, more possible commanders but again these cards um guys when you see the our next when we put the picture bigger of the topic you'll see that these are high quality cards that you can print them out and we have a play group that is interested in playing you know cards that do not exist <laughs> you have a chance but think about it 21 cards that would possibly be in commander legends this says a lot why because it's like come on look look at that oh this this is one set guys this part and this is another set like there's so many yeah you know so we're gonna keep the screen for a while uh, you're gonna see my mouse in in the screen, uh, but it's it's like that. You guys can, uh, the viewers can like you know uh, know which ones we're talking about. But let's start with Orengo. That Orengo was the one that gave us the the wink wink. Hey, look, 21 commander cards that did not make it. Uh, <laughs> and I want to mention something beforehand. 
these were uh, given to us by Gavin Verhey, uh, mm-hmm. he is uh, a Magic Green designer, yeah. and he posted this on Good Morning Magic, and uh, we're using art and cards uh, from the photos uh, given through Commander, the Commander's Quarters, uh, his yeah. YouTube channel, where he made a, a video about it. Yeah, he made a video about it. And that's yeah, how yeah. I found about it, basically. Yeah. Exactly. So, if you guys, um, Gavin, he's an amazing person. He's crazy in the head. He says that to make unstable sets takes five years. But I, I, I believe it because them mechanics are crazy. Yeah. Um, but the commander if you guys uh you know check them out the video uh it's really cool they they talk about each card uh very briefly the video is not that long but i know that we will like depending on the card we will be like hey i would like i would have loved to build the commander of this so orengo Mm -hmm. tell me 21 commanders what do you think about this 21 possibilities it's really cool i i i see some of them and when we got when we start discussing them we'll we'll realize it some of them are are a little too broken so i'm I'm actually thinking that what happened was in you know in the little playtesting that they probably do they realized yeah this is a little too much for what we're doing so but that gavin did say that down the line he does want to include these uh commanders in other sets in supplemental sets and you know standard sets or whatever because he does value a lot of them because they are part of the war like you know when you get into Rafelios, when you get to astronaut you know they're all very like important cards you know like like, like when ursa came out i flipped i flipped out you know so i know that for a lot of people when they see some of these characters Exactly, like Ashon. I know JP. You know, like he's gonna brush with that card. So, so you know, like I'm, I'm happy that you know he leaked. I'm happy that I guess he leaked them. You know, quote unquote, um, because it lets us know that you know they're thinking about the commander players. I mean, obviously, because we we are the people that consume the most product. I feel like at least paper product. I'm pretty sure we are bar none the most that we consume. So I think so the same way. I think yeah, in in terms of like. You have your standard players that they buy only standard products. You have your modern players that they buy singles because they don't need to buy boxes. Then um, then you have us yeah. that we buy boxes for fun. Yeah. You're, we're, like, we're, we're like, we need one card, but let's see if we can make money off of this. <laughs> and it got exacerbated by the fact that we are in a, in, a, in a pandemic. And they decided this year to be commander year. So it was like the combination of the two show them and i'm pretty sure it showed them by the numbers that we are the the players that consume the most paper um paper products out there easily easily because there's no standard tournaments in paper so the standard players don't have an incentive and modern players and pioneer players don't have an incentive they they have an incentive in tgo they have an incentive in arena that's why they're pushing so many arena opens but for us we could just pluck a webcam we can be janky about it because we don't really care who wins who loses we're gonna be like exactly. talking for hours playing so that's why like we're like oh and then there's a new set and there's new commanders you know so yeah no yeah there's uh there's one of the cards that i'm really interested uh mother yamazaki 
Oh yeah, that's a that's a really fun mechanic. But we should oh we should put them in like in order so JP can finally yeah. go about Ash. No, I know JP has a lot to talk about. Oh, yeah. There's there's also Asmorano, Mardikadal, Skinek, Tulbakar. Sure, sure. There's, <laughs> a, there's that one. That's true. That's true. That, that's a very long name. Damn. That's a crazy name. That's a mouthful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's this uh there's but for what i see most of them are very very high cost oh yeah yeah, yeah that's that's something i was like you know mention oh i like i like i like several rectus commanders but yeah. let's talk let's start talking about the first one sure. uh the first one is Ashnod the uncaring uh what we're gonna do guys whoever's watching the show we're gonna go we're gonna mention each one and if there's nothing to say for each one we'll just jump into the next one uh like that we don't make this like a three-hour podcast <laughs> um and then um if your guys uh, are listening to it then we'll just link you the video link in our podcast format just in case if you guys want to see the cards um but ash not the uncaring he's a legendary human artificer three four cmc of five rakdos rakdos and three his ability is sacrifice a creature you get two colorless mana to your mana pool but he has another ability is tap Put a one plus one counter on target non-artifact creature. That creature becomes an artifact in addition to its other types. Okay, JP. We all know that this is a card that you would use. Okay, okay. Tell me. Uh, <laughs> just just a little, little fix. It's a she. She's a lady. Oh, my bad. My yes, bad. Yes. Uh, anyways, uh, Ashnot the Uncaring. It's just Ashnot's altar on a stick with yeah. an additional ability. Yeah. Ashnot's altar is one of my favorite cards. It's probably in every single deck I've ever made. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... <laughs> Just having it on, 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 uh, access to it every single time as your commander would be cra- is crazy. Just yeah. the additional ability. If she was just sacrifice a creature, add, uh, add color, double colorless to your mana pool, if that were it, that would be perfect. But mm-hmm. having an additional ability, even it's just gravy on top. Yeah. Uh, just so many combos you can make with her. Uh, I'm kind of sad that she's just racked those colors because she's uh, Mishra's apprentice in the lore and she could have been Grixis colors which would have been even more juicy and insane uh, and insane I'm saying her, her mana cost uh, being five mana is kind of bu- kind of a bummer but uh, it's fine uh, there's so many combos you can make. You have no idea how many combos Ashino Alter just enables. Mm-hmm. It's very, very, various infinite combos. Yeah. I've probably played them all. It is spicy that um, it's an artificer erect those colors. That's pretty I know, cool. right? It's kind of little, it's different. Like, I've, I've only seen, like, I think there was a the ready card, a the ready placewalker that was Rakdos that, yeah. that did, like, artificer type things. So it's not usually a combination that deals. Regulus colors does fitter. This card can do. This card can actually be a piece for that combo with the with the artifacts, so you can go off and recycle everything. Uh, Nim Death Mantle, if I'm not mistaken, is that the one you're talking about? I think so. It's uh, it's the one that you get like this artifact that sacrifices creatures. You sacrifice like uh, a specific card. Uh, I don't remember the cards. It was a deck that was in modern that. Mm-hmm. Huh? Mm-hmm. No, no, yeah. 
yeah, you know, the one that keeps going, going, you let it go, you're done. Yeah. You know. Yeah, in Deathmantle is probably one of the easiest uh, Ashnaw Walter combos. And Ashnaw, if like this card would be real, then Ashnaw would be an easy combo with him. Deathmantle would be an auto include. This would be an easy, like this would be a very popular commander if they printed it. And like JP said, even if it only had the first ability, not even the second one, it would be used even if it costs five mana. Because once that mm-hmm. thing drops and no one's no one deals with it, you just got to walk. Yeah, yeah. Drowsies, uh, just constructs, uh, just infinite mana. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, and the good thing is that thanks to Ikoria, there is Ikoria. Was it? Yeah, it was Ikoria. One of the Ikoria commanders brought that um that red spell that protects your commander if your commander is in the game that you can pay for free, that you can choose another target. So it's like oh. Huh? Deflecting swap. Yeah, that that card. So th- literally, it's a perfect card for to be a commander. Come on, you know me. Yeah, let, 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 so just in case for, for our listeners, deflecting swap is a two and a red for an instant. If you control commander, you may cast a spell without paying its mana cost, and you may choose new targets for target spell or ability. Mm-hmm. Uh, broken, broken, broken. Oh my god. Just okay, so counter spell. Yeah. <laughs> so our next card is Urkyle, founder of Latman, Latnem. My bad. It's a uh, blue, white, and two. So four CMC card, legendary creature, human wizard. That says whenever an artifact enters the battlefield, put a one-one counter on on the creature. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to say that name again. That's too long. Um, at the beginning of your upkeep, if Urkel uh, has three or more counters on it, on her, return all artifact target player controls to their owner's hand. It's a 3-3. Three, three. Yeah. This is like a control commander. It's like a Shirios deck, I feel. I feel, yeah. I feel, I was, I was, uh, my, my, my mind went automatically combo. This is something that Orango would play. I, it's a little it's a little janky. Like, I would prefer <laughs> what, Joyra, for example, because with oh, Shirios, yeah. I'm drawing more. But this one's interesting because it's like, well, I do Cheerios like a madman. And then in I think it's it's in upkeep. Everything bounces back. I have yeah. like a Gigantor creature, and I start swinging with it. So it's an interesting play on a on an artifact deck. If I'm not mistaken, you can also bounce another player's artifacts. Oh, yeah, I don't know. It's literally Hercules. Oh. Uh, yeah, literally, it says return all artifacts yeah, target yeah. player. So yeah. you yeah, choose. So, you yeah, can so choose. you can just bounce. Oh, yeah, I just bounce all your, your mana rocks. Yeah. All yeah, your exactly. mana rocks is gone. And it's for every artifact that enters the battlefield. So it's yours and your opponent's, which is going to add up quickly and it's going to become an easy threat to deal with. So you can make like a little Voltron-y deck with some Cheerio stuff. You can combo off and since it's the Saurians, you can definitely combo off. So it has yeah. like a lot of routes. It's it's cool. Yeah, exactly. So you can make like an, uh, you can actually do like artifact control or you can go boom with all artifacts, have a certain like a, a artifact prison. There's so many things you can do with this card. So the next card is a card that I know that it's already been printed, but it has a different effect. Is Rofello's voice of Jami Javi Maya? It's a mono green card, CMC five, two greens and three colorless, legendary elf shaman. Whenever Rofello voice um, attacks for the first time each turn, let's let's clarify each turn. 
untap all <laughs> your lands. That's fair. I feel that's really fair. It's actually not bad, actually. It's a partner, too. It's a partner. You need to remember uh, that it's a partner. Yeah. That's where it gets broken because you just mix it with any blue partner, and that's where it goes insane. Not only that, let's add in another card. Sure. Like that we can say how broken this card can be. Yeah. So there's this other mono green card. Is CMC is four, one green and three, and three. Elada, Elada Mir or Mir Elbamry. Elbamry, the Uniter, the legendary creature elf druid that says whenever um, Eldamri enters the battlefield, create a one-one green elf creature token for each time you've cast a commander from the command zone this turn but wait there's more whenever Eldamri attacks put a 1-1 counter on each creature you control yeah that's pretty cool partner it's a partner too and it's a 1-1 too yeah hey hey, we got somebody oh he's chewing gum but there we go. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, right. so you imagine real fellows and Eldamri like partnering up? It's it's horrifying. <laughs> I can see it. But Rofellos has a very strong ability. Even though it's a two-two, I mean, it's whenever attacks for the first. Thank God it says the first time each turn. Yeah, exactly. Not every time he attacks because you can combine it with. I think there's one of them who can like if he attacks, you can untap or whatever and have a second battle phase or whatever. If you start doing that type of type of shenanigans, it becomes ridiculous. But even even as part as the, the of the ninety nine, I feel like this is a really strong card. You know. Yeah, because the original Rofellos he only gives you mana. The other Rufellos is absolutely stronger. He's banned yeah, into Thunder for a reason. Yeah, yeah it's bad. Actually, uh, it's Actually. Uh, uh, like double green, double green for Rufellos, Lanoir, Emissary. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Caps for green mana and add one green mana for each forest you control. Which is insane. Yeah, it's a two exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's so, can you guys hear me, by the way? Yeah. 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 All right. So what I was going to say is... I just realized that Rafellos would be kind of ridiculous if you partner him up with a red uh, commander, and then you have that uh, that legendary Minotaur that every time you drop a land, he gives uh, you like an extra combat phase or something like that. It's like Ruff- ridiculous. Rafellos only 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 does it the first time. That's the why. Time. That's why he's not less broken. That, that's why no, I was yeah. thinking yeah, you partner it up with a blue one, and then you have like an extra turns deck. So you just be like extra turn after I attack, extra turn after I attack, extra turn after I attack, and. You Kind of goes crazy, you know. Oh yeah, that's crazy. But, yeah, but you can still have a gruel deck about it because, like, yeah, you know, untapping seven mana, like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> untapping seven mana in a gruel deck, hey! You could probably, you could probably stack it, right? Like, if you put like the sword of, there's one more the swords so that you can untap your lands, right? Yeah, yeah. Right, you could probably do shenanigans on the stack. There's also no, but uh, the sword of feast of famine is after you deal combat damage. Okay. Uh, the sword of feast of famine reads, uh, I think it's like three mana. Uh, has protection from black, uh, like the, the creature has protection from black and green. And when right. you hit, they, the opponent has to discard a card, and you untap all your lands. Right. Okay. Uh, the one you, the one of the ones you could be thinking about is Bear Umbra. Right. Bear Umbra is the enchantment. that's two and a green. Uh, it's an aura. It has totem. 
yeah. uh, totem armor, and when you uh, when it when the uh, enchanted creature attacks, you untap all your lands. Yeah, so you can probably I think stack. Uh, you can stack those. Mm -hmm. You can stack those. It becomes. Oh my god. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, but, it, but also, uh, you don't you don't keep, get to keep that mana because it's in combat. True, but you can probably exactly. use it for like a boost, like a berserker or something. Exactly. But also, uh, we're, if you're if we're thinking like in blue green, you can make maybe add uh, Koopa's God of, uh, God of Horizons. He has a little clause that says you don't lose mana. So yeah, yeah. That's true. G oh my God, so many. Oh no. <laughs> so our next card is Mother Yamazaki, the legendary creature, human samurai, Boros two. Uh, it's a 4 CMC, uh, red, white, and 2. It has double strike, other legendary permanents, and samurai you control. Get plus 2, plus 2, and haste. In Commander, you may play another copy of Mother Yamazaki as a partner. If you do, the legend rule does not apply. This is very reminiscent to the card. It's like, like it's 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 the point of the card being like brothers Yamazaki. It's a card from Kamigawa. It basically has the same mechanic uh, or similar mechanic. Like it's a legendary creature, and if there's another brother or Yamazaki on play, the the uh, legend rule does not apply, and they buff each other up. Uh, mm -hmm. The ability of pumping creatures up would have been really good in a Captain Sisei's deck. Uh, Captain Sisei being like, I think it's like two and a white. Uh, she gets bigger, more color permanents are in play. You can search more uh, permanents. I, I'm not sure legendary they have permanents. Yeah, exactly. Okay, they have to be legendary, and she works uh, like uh, Mother Yamazaki works with legendaries. You start, you know, building this legend stack. Uh, I feel like that would have been cool. Uh, I feel like this could be a character they could add, but. At the same time, like as as a character, I don't know much about Kamigawa, so I'm not sure how likely this is to be added. Uh, and potentially a plus four plus four is very very strong, probably game ending. Oh yeah. So I feel like this would be more of a 99 type of type of card instead of commander. Oh, yeah. Is, yeah, but just imagine the legend rule does not apply. But only applies for, does not apply for Mother Yamazaki. Well, hold oh, on. yeah, it's here that in Commander you may play another copy of her as a partner. So are we use? Does that refer to like that partner rule that came up? I think it was in a not Jumpstart, a Battle Bond, or would it be the partner rule as in you have like two of her in your command zone? Yeah, I you can have two of her in your command zone. As in your command zone. Okay, I guess okay. That's not as OP as like because if it was like the other partner rule in which you can no, like, yeah, but the other it's partner still strong. Like, it's still oh, strong. Yeah, no, it is. Remember, it is. the legendary rule does not does not apply. So if they're both in game, that's plus four plus four for all of your legendary or samurai um, permanents, and they have haste. Mm. So it, it has double strike. So yeah. Yeah, this is, and remember, so like it says other, so one will buff the other, so they'll both be four exactly. fours. So it's like, hey, how about I cast everything for free? Omniscience, boom, you die. <laughs> or steal the omniscience from a player. That would be interesting. Omniscience. So, yeah. so the next card is called um, Predator. 
Uh, I don't know why would they call a card like that, but sure. I'm pretty sure that that's like... <laughs> I, I haven't heard about that being in Magic Lore, but that is... Like, from what I can see, that's pretty much the counterpart to, like, the Weatherlight. Well, like, the Weatherlight, yeah. style and everything, yeah. But uh, let, just to give you context, Christopher, these are 21 cards that were not considered in in commander legends so the art was um added by uh commander quarters so this is not like the correct art for the cards um so this uh, yeah, is that part i didn't know all right yeah so there's a legendary artifact vehicle that costs um black and three it has flying and whenever predator attacks you may sacrifice x creature x creatures that crewed it this turn when you do destroy x creature target creatures defending your player controls the crew is seven is a partner and he can be your commander i feel like this, and this it's is, an eight six this is not a good card in my opinion uh, no i don't i don't feel it like if it's a good card the crew is is way too high uh if uh, I'm not sure if this is supposed to be like a counterpart to the Weatherlight, but going through that uh, that uh, area of thought, uh, there's a card in Kaladash, and there's a like the card in Kaladash that just does three damage to a creature or planeswalker when enters or attacks, and the Weatherlight itself, the actual card. Those are just better art, uh, artifact, uh, just legendary artifact vehicles to have. This as a commander just doesn't spark any interest in me. But it's what if what cool. if you add another like another color and make it a token based commander? Uh, where you can use the one ones to crew it and sacrifice the tokens to destroy seven different creatures. Crew seven is still a lot. Like No, I know that. Yeah. Yeah, like that, that's just the, the main the main thing about it. Crew seven is just way too much. Even if you had a lot of tokens lying around, crew seven is just too much. How much I, in crew would you add? I would uh, I would make it crew five at maximum, but I'll also kind of maybe change the stats a bit. Yeah, like, so uh, is kind of ridiculous. Uh, I, I, I'll make it. Let's let's see. Let's make it five mana. Uh, just theoretically, five mana, crew five, uh, and a seven five. That would okay. be, be very strong, a lot stronger. It's less creatures you actually destroy, but it's less, you know, le uh, less co less of a commitment because you don't have to uh, sacrifice seven creatures, uh, considering like if they were if they were one one tokens. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that's exactly what they were probably trying to go for. They were trying to just make sure that it's like a huge commitment so that it's like, you know, uh, it's still an 8-6 flyer for four mana. If, like, sure, it has the crew cost, which is ridiculous. So in the end, it, it, is it really a four, a four cost flyer? Well, not really, because you have that crew cost. But I think that was kind of the whole point, you know, destroying what X target creatures were in this case, you know, at minimum would be seven. I don't know. Destroying seven like, target creatures in a, in a table of commanders is kind of seven yeah. creatures if you sacrifice seven. If you exactly. sacrifice seven creatures, yeah, it yeah. could be less. Like if you. But at the same time, it's defending players, so it's depend. It depends on which player yeah. you attack. Oh my bad, I missed the defending player part. Ooh, that definitely cripples yeah. it a lot. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> 
So the next card, I think JP knows how to uh, say this one. Yes, yes, yes. Let me just, just in case, I don't want to say it. <laughs> it's Asmorano Mardicadal Stinakaldukuldakar. Well, let me, let me say, say that one more time. Asmorano Mardicadal Stinakaldukuldakar. Okay, so say that three times really fast. <laughs> uh, I, I don't, uh, I don't want my tongue to suffer. Uh, anyways, uh, I, I had to Google the lore. I had to like that, that name alone, and her lore is like it's hilarious. And she summons a demon. Uh, the demon's gonna eat her. He says, "No, no, no! I'll just become a chef and makes a, a demonic cookbook." Uh, like. That, that's wait, hilarious. wait, 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 a demonic cookbook? Yes, a demonic cookbook. Uh, and then she escapes, but then everything she wrote in the cookbook that says, oh, yes, this demon is delicious. Uh, and then that demon is just hunting her because it's like, you said you're <laughs> I'm delicious. And, you know, it's it's just so, so very, like, uh, wacky that I feel like uh, she should get a card eventually. Like, that would, that would be pretty cool. Her abilities... I enjoy After reading her lore, her abilities don't fit that well. I would have loved if they would have used the food mechanic again. That would have been great. Yeah, that's what I was I was in my mind. I was like, wait, was this was this creature done like in Eldraine? Okay, so she is Rakdos 2CMC, one black and one red. Legendary creature, human wizard, that at the beginning of your end step, each player chooses one for themselves. So Three abilities. My bad. Destroy target permanent you own. Discard a card or lose two life. And it's a three two. I don't know. Uh, it seems fun. You know, because you can put this in turn two. <clears throat> but I think it all depends on what type of like commander you build through with her. I feel like if you do a 1v1, it might become kind of insane. Because like, you're going to deprive resources very quickly in a 1v1 situation. True. She's yeah. a 3-2. Two, two mana 3-2. That's actually really re- relevant, actually. I agree. I agree as well. So, our next card is Bru- Bruena. Neru- Nerok Commander. Legendary Creature Human Rogue. CMC. She's a blue creature. Two blues and four colorless that says whenever a creature deals combat damage to an opponent you draw a card she has an ability as well there's one blue and two and two colorless target creature can't be blocked this turn she has the same partner um, mechanic and she's a four four this is a huge creature to cast yeah I, I, I don't i'm not a fan of that six costs yeah me neither it's and good for like a, like a locust god deck. Like I would stick her in the ninety nine in locust god deck. She's I know okay, she's probably yeah. expensive, but you know there's a lot of enchantments that for for four mana do literally the same thing. So like if you want like redundancy, but in that regard she's okay. But she's not like amazing. Like I wouldn't stick her as a partner with anything because the ability, unless you can have like infinite mana. You can make all your creatures unblockable and swing and kill someone. Sure. 
but that's that's as far as you go with it. But if you have infinite mana, there's just other ways to win that are exactly. Easier. Yeah, no. It gets, yeah. And if you're oh, playing blue, that's you're, that's you're a mini win condition right there. That's something yeah, that yeah, I would put yeah, as a exactly. win just to mess with but, your deck. Like, the first ability, Coastal Piracy and Bident of Thassa, they do exactly the same thing, and they're worth four mana. And Kindred Discovery does a bit more, and uh, like when it enters and when it attacks, you just get to draw cards. Yeah. That's even Isn't better. There- isn't there a, an enchantment that was in Rivals of Ixalan that it was like you pay, I think, was one blue or one blue and, and a colorless that gives you the same ability? Yeah, there's a couple. There's so there's many. A couple, yeah. And also, Edric Spymaster of Trust. It's like a one blue and a green, so you get two colors already. And whenever you deal combat damage, you get to draw a card, but it also affects with everybody. Uh, I feel like that's just simply better. Like a three mana. We have partner. <laughs> Three mana two two though. I f- I feel like this is yeah. just a ninety nine type of card. Like yeah, a deck that attacks and it's in blue. You know. I don't know. I don't think I'd even put her in the deck unless I'm trying to be like you know unless what? like the point of me building the deck is me just being like you know what you I can... specifically want to put this card in a deck just to mess with people like that's but you can actually you can actually use her with the new um uh, rogue commander that came out this year. Okay. She can be added be as a, 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 like a tribal commander. That yeah. could actually be interesting. Yeah, so I'll, I'll, she, she, she could fit in that niche uh, really well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's because you can either defeat your opponent by taking their life away, or mill them. Yeah. Yeah. I just really don't like the six cost, man. I really no. Don't. That cost is ridiculous. Like six mana. Yeah. Jesus. If you were, like, even if it were five, I would still be like, yes, I want to play this. Like. I, I would totally go for it, but at six, I don't know. I just don't like it. I don't. I don't <laughs> like playing commanders that come down for six. Like I was uh, just messing around with some of my uh, with my deck. I actually have it like right here. That's what I've been looking at this entire time. Uh, I kind of made a really janky broody clad, but I just kept thinking like, damn, it's a six cost commander. Like, I don't know. I feel like it's kind of hard to play around six uh, six cost commanders considering that nowadays you have you know taking. Uh, Ale here as an example, we have him playing uh, Urza. You know, it's Winter Orb. And then we have just these all these other really good commander cards that come down for four mana, three mana. And what am I gonna do with my six mana commander over here if someone's playing freaking, I don't know, literally anything with blue in it? It's like, okay, I'm just going to cast this commander card, which is supposed to be hello P at six mana. Oh, I've been literally saving a counter for you this entire time. Congratulations. You just now pay eight for it. <laughs> that is completely, completely Send true. It so to the graveyard, reanimated. <laughs> reanimated cheaper. There you go. Yeah, that is, that is very true. Yeah, I, so, that's actually what I was planning on doing with the uh, broody clad deck, uh, but I had a little bit of struggle getting some reanimation cards because I, uh, I I need to go shopping on TCG Player. <laughs> <laughs> so our next card is Tangarth of the Weatherlight. Which, if it's I'm not mistaken, CMC. is he not? Yeah. CMC six, two red and four legendary Minotaur warrior double strike trample. As long as long as Tangarth um, is attacking or blocking, players can cast spells or activate abilities other than mana abilities. Partner three five. <laughs> Cost six. Another one that it's like. Yep. Very costly. That that's one of those that you stick 
you can stick it as, as a commander and you stick it with another good color and just make a little tron deck you know voltron deck and you just stick some swords or some enchantments on it since it has protection at least when you attack of course mm-hmm. not like the best there's there's better cards that do basically the same thing that this card does but i guess if you just want to dabble in other colors and have a possibility of mixing with colors that usually wouldn't mix well with this it's kind of cool but it's you know i wouldn't play it but that obviously yeah no i wouldn't play it like at least me personally i wouldn't play it yeah this card already has a printing like the, the actual character it okay. was in a commander uh yeah he's from the weather like uh, as the name implies he's from the weatherlight is Tamgar's uh, first mate, and it's a four mana with Gruel. Sorry, he's Gruel for four mana for a five five. So his stats are already better there. Four mana, and he has a pretty unique ability. Uh, so, like in comparison, I feel like this this is just a downgrade. Okay. okay. Yeah, I think that one thing that does help out a lot of those six cost commanders though uh, is the partner mechanic, because yeah. I feel like. In that case, if you know if their ability is good enough, um, you have like your main commander, which is what you're actually trying to get down onto the battlefield, and then you have this basically like a free card that you can just have out there to cast whenever you kind of need it the most. That's what I feel about these six uh, six mana commander cards like that, especially this one, which has a like really neat ability. But I don't know, like same thing that we were mentioning earlier. There's just a lot of other cards that do similar things or exactly the same thing that are just way better. Yeah. Yeah. True. Our next card is Gerard, Hero, and Ma- Marjorie. Martyr. 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 Legendary creature, human soldier, mono white, 5 CMC, vigilance, with an ability that is pay one, one white, sacrifice Gerard, exile each other creature you control, return them to the battlefield at the beginning of your next end step, prevent all damage that would be dealt to you this turn, it has a partner mechanic, and it's a 4-3. I am I'm gonna say this first. I'm glad it does not exist because JP would just <laughs> abuse the hell out of it. So no, I'm glad it doesn't exist. I would love, love this. I love this so much. I and I actually feel like this could be a a, a, a like it's strong enough. It's reasonably costed. It's a commander and it's like I would love this as a card. Yeah, no, it's really strong. Like it's so stupid strong because you don't even need to tap it. You just, like, you it yeah, you just pay. You just pay sack. Yeah, then no, if you have a way to bring him back, commander. just bring him back. <laughs> I, I, I would use a commander, but I wouldn't use partner. I would use mono white. Why not? Yeah. No. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely. Okay, guys, just play. Just play that one fairy from Eldraine that doesn't let JP sacrifice anything, and you're good. <laughs> we just we win. I like that. Or or or, think about this. He's a human soldier. Mm-hmm. How about if your commander is Rick? Rick, there you go. I knew he was gonna say it. Damn it! <laughs> yeah. I, just, I just want Rick to be erased from existence until we actually get a, a, a magic, like a magic art print of that dude. Like to just tell you, the the secret layers are already they're already being um, everybody that ordered it. They're receiving them now. The packaging is amazing. I wish I had the photo with us uh our friend carlos he ordered five 
What? He ordered five? Yeah, one of them are mine. Okay. Um, but he ordered five because uh, one is mine, one is his, and three of them. I think he's going to keep one to keep it sealed, and the other two, he's going to resell them. They're right now selling for $75 uh, sealed. But thinking about that, the packaging is awesome because we are all used to the white box. Mm-hmm. You know, this little box, guys, comes in a white box that says the name of the of the secret layer on the top. Yeah. And that's it. But this one, <laughs> the box is around, says don't open. Oh, that's clever. That is. I like it. Yep. Yeah. I like it. You know, it says don't oh, yeah. open. It's- it's very flavorful, and I noticed that on the inside, it has, like, the little Terminus map from, what I think that was, like, the third season of Walking Dead, was it? That's cool. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. I think it was from the third season. That's cool. Yeah. I, I really liked it because it's really flavorful, and I really do think that if Wizards, you know, without the uh, predatory practices, uh, <laughs> implementing uh, the whole, like, really flavorful packaging for the secret layers, I just think it's a really cool thing to do. Like, I, even though I criticize the product itself a lot, at least the aesthetic of it is something that I really enjoyed once mm-hmm. I actually saw the box. No, yeah, like, I, I, I actually do like... One of the things that I love about Wizard of the Coast is that their packaging always are like unique. Mm-hmm. You know, when you buy the these the spell books, because I, I, I added to to my little set, I have like a little corner that is full of like boxes because I don't throw them away. So so the the spell books. Yeah. Besides the fact that they're all foil. They, they they look nice you know they open up real nicely mm-hmm. you know the the, the whoops the, the booster became in booster is same 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 style as the box and and the foiling on these cards are really nice I really did like the foiling of these cards yeah didn't like that much the whole the whole thing of the lottery thing but hey that's how they sell products so yeah. You know how it is. So our next card, these are the final cards, guys, for all these 21 commanders that did not make the cut. Um, so our next card is Adam. I got to address the one card that is literally not in formation here, and it's that Azorius Lawmaker. Can we, uh, can we can talk get to that first? It's, it's a spicy one. We'll it's just, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't do anything. Yeah, it doesn't oh, do no, anything. It doesn't do anything. It just does everything. Yeah, no, it doesn't no. do anything. I mean, it, just, it, it makes JP's graveyard not work. Yep. It makes, <laughs> not, it makes people not tutor. Exactly. So <laughs> we'll get there. It, it so, makes people not be able to. Not Golos. It makes people not Golos. Ah, that's great. Right? Oh wait, actually, wait. Does Golos cast or does Golos put? No, Golos puts. Puts. Golos casts. Golos casts. That's true. Uh, Golos, oh, okay. right. It casts. It's true. Okay. It's true. Okay. Okay. Go- Golos is safe. Yeah. Let's go. You're in. good, buddy. You're good. You're good. <laughs> okay. So Adam Capson of Belen of Benalia. My bad. We're back to Dominaria. Legendary creature, human soldier, mono white, CMC three. I like the CMC. It's one white and two anything. At the beginning of your upkeep, create a one one white soldier creature. Um, token for each aura and equipment attached to Adam 
is a tutu with partner mechanic. Yeah. This is one stupid broken card. I need it. I need it to exist immediately because I already know who to pair it up with. It's the the partner is what makes it strong. That's yes. it. Because Kemba, uh, Sky Re- uh, Scott, Kyle Regent or Sky Regent, uh, is like a one and a one white white, and she just makes two tools for basically the same ability. So her her tokens are just better. Mm-hmm. That is true. But the Celestia again makes it strong. Right, right. Yep, it's true. And Strom like generally would be better because you're drawing cards, you're cycling your stuff. But yeah, yeah the partner mechanic makes it strong because if you pair with the right partner, it could go it could be very busted. So quickly busted. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. a very strong, very strong ability because it allows you to go tall and wide, and that's fun as well. Yeah. Okay, I, I actually mm-hmm. I actually thought that um, that Rick, ha- it was like more more creatures, but no, it's only it's only humans. There's no like any you, other. You thought that Rick gave plus two plus two to everything in Magic? You crazy person! No, no, a- everything that it's like like white. You know, that's what I thought. Oh, yeah, Sorry. white white creatures. That's- <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that isn't OP at all. That does nothing. Yeah, those boxes oh. wouldn't be seventy-five bucks. Trust me. No, it's not that broken. No. Come on, it's, it's bad. It's bad it's enough. Not. It's bad enough. <laughs> okay, next card, Ky- Kyle Doll or Die. Kyo die. I think that's an I, if I'm not mistaken. Kyo die. I think it's an I. All right, for if if she was from Kyo die, sister of spirit. Mm-hmm. It's a seven CMC card, two black and five, legendary creature spirit, life link, death touch at the beginning of combat, on your turn. Put a divinity counter on another target creature you control. That creature becomes indestructible. Partner mechanic four four. This is ridiculously too expensive to be a commander. I just this is I think this is the one I disagree on. I feel like the others yeah, are just like you're gonna kill it and you're gonna return it for free. I mean, not like, just that. <laughs> it's just mono black and mana are uh, really good buddies. And if you make that a black green with Urbot, I've got ma- like at least ten mana on turn three. I, it's it's and, awesome. Yeah, because if you got Urborg and this other card on Cabal Coffers, that doesn't make enough mana. Like uh, Lake of the Dead, uh, it make it adds four mana by sacrificing the swamp. That, that, that alone, you can just give you four mana. Uh, yeah, the divinity counter is strong. It puts it on creatures only, right, or on anything. Yeah, target creature, target creature you control. Yeah, but there's so many other cards that put divinity counters too. So you can you can make like a nice old deck with divinity counters as a sub theme or something. The thing is that you don't need her. I think you don't need her. You don't need her be- to make the creature indestructible. Well, you do to put the counter, but it doesn't say that you need her in the game in the in the field. So yep. it's like you put the yep. counter and the creature's indestructible. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So that that's stupidly broken, my god. Divinity counters are very annoying. Yeah. Yeah. So our next card is Marisi the Tracker Gruel. Um, green, red, and three, five CMC legendary creature cat warrior. Trample. It has a couple of effects. 
Whenever Maurice attacks, choose one. Defending player gets a prey counter and becomes prey. If defending player is prey, she gains plus two plus two until end of turn. If all of your opponents are prey, she gets plus three plus three, gains double strike until end of turn, and she's a five three. <laughs> it's like when you play this commander, you're playing your own little game on your own. I swear, it's like okay, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna swing at this person, I'm gonna <laughs> start setting up my prey counters. Everyone's like, what the hell? You just shut up. I'm just I gotta gotta I gotta make sure that is such a Chris card. It's it's something Chris would just uh, genuinely uh, yes, try to I do. Know. I feel like it's too many hoops, but uh, oh no, yeah. it's too many hoops. That's what I'm saying. You're literally playing me. your own game on your own. Well, everyone's playing like Commander with you. You're just on your own little pocket universe, trying to make sure that everyone's open great counter. Oh yeah, definitely. I think Chris would be the one that he would find that Omcat card that you exert and get another attack phase. He's oh, like, no. okay, so I will swing and exert my dude. I'll attack JP first. JP, you get a pre counter. Hey, John, next one, you get a counter. Hey, and then we put, then we put the dude that drops the land, and I get another combat, and then you get a counter, and then everybody has counters. And then Maurice's like, a what? <laughs> yeah, I agree with JP. Too many hoops, but it's it's fun hoops. You know, like you, you gotta have to like build, gotta craft how you're gonna craft this crazy idea of a deck. And and this one had a previous previous card, right? I think. Wait, I feel like that's way better. Uh, oh, no, of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. Renovar made it, uh, and it was probably his most annoying deck ever. Mm -hmm. That's true. It, that's it, very, it, very strong. Yeah, the other one's very strong. But this one, it's like, oh, it's fun. Like, you have to build around it. You know, it's yeah. not super, like, super strong. But it's, like, if you start getting those prey counters, like, it's going to get nutty if you don't start stopping that super Actually, strong. that could be a really fun Voltron deck, too. Sure, I mean, you don't even need the Voltron. Innately, it has like double strike trample. You're good. You're already good. plus super, so you're good. You don't even need to put counters. Once you have the it, but the redundancy is so much. Fun. Sure, I mean, I guess you can skip some. I can do so much nothing, Orengo. You don't understand the <laughs> amount of nothing that I can achieve with Marisi the Tracker. It's ridiculous. So Chris, Chris would be like, he would build the deck and then he'll be like, everybody has a prey counter. I still don't know how I can beat you all. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> win in one turn. Yeah. <laughs> the next card is Madoc, um, Lava Mancer. He's a mono red um, legendary creature human wizard. CMC 4, 1 red and 3, anything. Instants and sorcery spells you cast can't be countered. Um, pay one red, tap, exile an instant and sorcery card from your graveyard. Maytok makes three damage to target creature or player and its partner mechanic. 3-3. Three, three. I love this card so much. I need him in Vile Smasher for no reason. Stupid. This card shouldn't exist. No, it shouldn't. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. How can it be stupid? Uh -uh. You know? Stupidest. No. I love it. Oh, God. It's like it's mono Just Ugh. thinking about it. Mono Red Chandra and all of your instances or series can't be countered. It's like, hey! Uh, 
Burn for days. Because it's also a little young pyromancer. Young pyromancer, right? No, lava pyromancer. Lava. Lava, lava. Oh, dang it. I know which one you say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. The one from Modern. From Modern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, it's that one as well. Like, it bolts you on top of everything. So Yeah, but I think the other one only does two damage to you. Of course. It's obviously way better. But what I'm saying is, it's like, it's, it's that on a stick plus being able to make everything you cast on counter with a spell and, and it's partner just to add jet insult to injury oh god jet sky orengo imagine that your counters cannot do anything to my stuff i i, I generally <laughs> would love these type of things but like jp said it should not exist it's horrifying <laughs> horrifying <laughs> okay our I next card <laughs> Our next card is Burly the Beast. Uh, Gruel, CMC 5, um, green, red, 3. Whenever Burly the Beast or another beast enters the battlefield under your control, you may have it fight target creature and opponent controls. Whenever beast you control deals damage, put a 1-1 counter on it. 3-4 creature. This is This is not a bad card. This is a really good card. I'm re- I, I, I'm happy this exists. Uh, I'm not sure you guys know. Uh, so Popper Commander is a thing, and uh, one one of, at least one of the commanders I've seen a lot, even though he's not probably not that popular anymore, is Crosan Warchief. So Popper Commander uses uncommons as legendaries. Uh, you can use commons as legendaries as well, and there's also the normal legendaries that are commons yeah. and, and uncommons. So uh, Crosan Warchief, read these spells you play cost one less. And he can regenerate target beasts. And oh, wow. uh, beast tribal can be a very like. It, there's so many beasts just around, just throughout Magic with different abilities. Like Burly the Beast, also the name, just Burly the Beast. He's Burly. Yeah, he's Burly. I imagine him next to Barney singing a song. <laughs> <laughs> next Burley card, and <laughs> Burly and Barney. Yes. So um, Barney's much more terrifying cousin. <laughs> <laughs> Next card is Talara, Battalion Leader, uh, Miss Celestia, uh, CMC3, uh, White, Green, and One, Legendary Creature, Elf, Warrior. Talara, Battalion Leader, gets one plus one for each other creature you control with a one plus one counter on it. Whenever another creature you control attacks, put a one plus one counter on it. She's a two-two legendary creature. It does it does standard Celestia things. They 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 it, she does it pretty good. You know, just sticking a bunch of one one counters and a bunch of tokens and just go. You know, dirty. you know what? I would actually like if Gavin would release at least this one would mm-hmm. be in a standard set, not in a commander set. It'd be scary if it, it would be scary. You have a go wide strategy. That would be kind of scary. No, that's that's what I'm saying. But imagine this, because you remember that when Magic Origins came out, the, the elf deck, the Golgari elves, was the broken deck because you would be like shaman of the pack, bam, you dead. Yeah. You know that that literally that's what it would have happened. Yeah. And Shaman of the Pack was not legendary. It was a CMC four creature. No, three. it's it's three. It's three. Oh, yeah. Three. You can, three get it with, you can you can get it with collective company. Exactly. Oh, oh. So just imagine it. Like, hey, look, 
imagine it. So just imagine it. A standard set with collected company in that card. I mean, I, I like in commander, she's kind of ridiculous. Like you just make an elf. You could actually make elf tribal. And well, uh, are there any white elves? I don't think there are enough white elves. Yeah, yeah but, but, but still, there's like two. Yeah, but still, you can yeah. do the tribal with green and just have white as a as your board wipes, mm-hmm. like sorceries that you can use for board wipes or are or there to white cards that support tribal though. Yeah, there are a few. There are a mm-hmm. few. And there's, but there's also like some generic cards that are like, oh, all of your creatures get plus one plus one or something like that. Yeah, which would like stack, and stack up, and it's no, really that's ridiculous. That's that's why because you can you can focus on green as your elves tribal, and you can have um a couple of cards to like make infinite mana, and then you can be like, okay, so I have infinite green mana, have a bunch of white um lands on the game, so I can cast more things. You can cast um. This uh, the enchantment that gives all your creatures double strike life link. Go crazy, you know. There's a lot of things that you can do. Yeah. You know, you can focus the white portion of the card to be um, the enchantments to buff your creatures, uh, because I know that there's white enchantments that are for warriors. So, and most of the elves are warriors. So you can like go ahead and do like, okay, well, infinite mana. I have her. Uh, then she has her she gets a counter for each other creature with a counter so just imagine that in early game you have a bunch of creatures then you draw the magnificent azuri and start buffing it why why azuri in every in every chance you get you just stick azuri because azuri is a magical green card <laughs> i like it it's, it's celestia doing celestia things it's, it's really yeah amazing. but again i would i would consider this Mm-hmm. To be a standard, a standard card. I can see it. I mean, I can see some of them being standard cards for real, because they're, oh, they're yeah. so heavily costed that no one would dare play them in standard. But they're obviously geared towards commander players. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So our next card is a funny card uh, for the art. I, I would funny. actually. I think it's amazing. I love it. <laughs> so it's Pivlik reviving imp. Black and one to CMC legendary creature imp flying. Whenever Pivik leaves the battlefield, return another target creature from your graveyard to your hand. If that creature was your commander, my bad, um, return it to the battlefield instead. Mm-hmm. Partner yeah. mechanic one one. Yeah, no, that's really strong. So strong. It's funny, but it's also stupid strong. It's it's, it's also not that level, not broken though. Mm-hmm. No, it's just strong. It's just, it's just, strong. It's just strong. It's strong. It's strong because because it's a good is a good place to be. Mm-hmm. You know, you can you can like this card is really good. Like you can uh, whenever if you have like a high cost um commander mm-hmm. and you need to return it, you can just like put it in the graveyard and be like, okay, so I'm gonna cast him. Uh, do JP things, Sacrum. sacrifice it for two mana, return my commander to the game. Yeah. Yeah, you know, JP things. That, that's a thing now. Hashtag JP things. Oh, JP things. <laughs> <laughs> Our next card, Blunk Skullcracker. He's Gruel, CMC3, red, green, and one. Uh, legendary creature, human, warrior. Players can't gain life and damage can't be prevented. Whenever Blunk Skullcracker attacks the first time in a turn, in a turn, 
that's stupidly stupid if it's attacking alone untap it after this combat phase there's an additional combat phase <laughs> it's all crack on a body it's it called Corona Body. Yep, literally. It's efficient beater. That's mm-hmm. it. I probably wouldn't run this as a as a commander. Meaning but efficient it. and good. But yeah. what if you make it a Voltron command? Oh god. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be a nice challenge for sure. But the uh, yeah. the thing about like players can't get life and damage can't be permitted is so stupidly strong. Yeah. No, but imagine adding blue. Oh god. You know, thankfully you can't, but yeah. No, 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 no. So we have to not having not having him as a commander, having him in in your ninety nine. Oh yeah, yeah. And then you have all these bunch of like blue extra turn cards, and you start stacking it because the card says in a turn. So on your next turn, you can do the same thing again. Yeah. No, and you have red too. So there's cards that give you extra combat steps on top of the extra combat steps you're already getting. Exactly. Wait, okay. what is it? Ah, uh, dang it. What was this card? Uh, it's in Commander Legends. The one that you can end your turn when you tap it. Oh, yeah. The, the... Omega. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then there's, yeah, that, you there's can... a red Omega card that gives you either another combat step or another uh, turn. There's a lot of red. red cards that says you get an extra turn, but if you don't do like, if you don't finish the game, you get the. You, yeah. you get finished. So yeah, you. but then you do you use that card to like because you put it in the stack. I yeah. know that Josh Josh Lee Kwai in the Game Nights episode he did it so many times. I was like, what? Mm-hmm. But it makes so much sense. So you play the card, um, you put it in the stack in your end phase. You tap the card, poof, the turn ended. Yeah. Uh, so it's crazy shenanigans in Commander. But hey, we you can, if if Josh can, we can. Um, <laughs> our next card is. Lynn Civi Recruiter. She's a mono white creature, CMC4, one planes and three. Legendary creature, human rebel. That says um, she has an ability that is a white and, a, and, and anything tap. Search your library for a creature card with converted mana cost less than or equal to the number of 1 1 counters among creatures you control and put it onto the battlefield. Then shuffle your library. Partner mechanic two three. I feel well, like she's, I, uh, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> I just feel like she's just a worse version of her previous iteration. Mm-hmm. Uh, her previous iteration is Lin CV, I think Rebel Hero or something. Is mm-hmm. one white white, so she's three mana for a two three or two two, and you pay X mana and tapper, and you get to search for any rebel that's worth that X mana cost. So okay. Any rebel, and there was a. I'm pretty sure it was like a competitive ED, uh, competitive EDH deck that ran her because a lot of rebels have a lot of stacks and and disruptive effects. <laughs> and you're searching, even, even though you're you're limited to rebels, uh, you're searching like a lot of disruptive things. Uh, I've seen her like as an argument as like mono white isn't that good as as a, as a solo color in commander. Uh, <laughs> card advantage and, and ramp and that type of stuff and this and her previous iteration is actually pretty decent at keeping up with uh like super valued out uh, i don't know like yarok decks okay yeah. i like it that it like it searches for stuff in white like it's pretty decent like yeah. i know i understand it's not broken 
it's just decent like it's cool and it kind of gets to tutor and yeah, stuff. It, but it has a partner mechanic so you can partner True. it with any other color to you know to yeah, just give you can exactly yeah so you can boost it a little bit yeah I like that it tutors. It's, it's cool. But JP, remember, just remember, Mono White in Commander will be amazing again because we got Rick. There's there's <laughs> no, nothing else we can do. Rick exists. <laughs> you can also not get him. That'd be a nice idea. <laughs> you can just not get him. Yeah. True, true. But you know, oh, people God. are going to start playing him just for, for, oh, for, yeah, for sure. You know, our next card is Takara and Dao. He seems Latino. He's <laughs> Endal. Um, so he's a Ragdos uh, creature. CMC 5, Red, um, red <clears throat> Swamp, and 3. Uh, legendary creature, Human Warrior. He costs... Uh, he has an ability that is Red and 1. Sacrifice another creature. Takara deals 2 damage to target creature or player whenever another creature you control dies, lose 1 life and draw a card. 3-4 um, he has nothing else um, I don't know You don't know? Uh, I feel like second, that's, that you know. second uh, sentence seems kind of insane No, 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 no The first one was fine because like, okay, another creature you ping a little bit of damage Oh another, no, no, everything that died I get to draw Why? No Yes No, 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 no. Yes. Stop it. Don't too many it. The, the, problem, it. the problem with that is mm -hmm. I feel like it's very reminiscent towards uh, Lizalda, the Blood Witch. Yeah. Uh, she's one black and a red for a legendary, I think she's a wizard. Uh, she's a 3-1 and you can pay two colorless to sacrifice a creature. If that creature was red, you deal two damage to any target. And if that creature was black, you draw you draw a card. So if the creature is both, you just do both. Yeah. It's very similar in that design aspect. And I personally had a Lizelda deck. I really, really enjoyed it because it was a very aggro deck. But aggro doesn't really work much in Commander. But since her ability let me refuel, I just kept pumping out uh, threats after threats after threats. Oh. And it really worked. This could be very similar style. But like since his ability is just stamp, stamped on the creature, it's just so easy to just go for combos. You yeah. can just go for combos and, and just, oh, look, I, I, I can draw... 39 cards because you could you know you could kill yourself if yeah. you're not there but, That's but, 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 there's, but there's ways to offset that like oh whenever a creature dies you gain one life and there's like an enchantment called vampiric rights and i'm pretty sure not have to pay for that one but there's a like a death reader death reader i think if i'm mistaken it's a one one for a black and he says like uh when everything anything anything dies you just gain one life yeah you play that yeah. and start, start going infinite to draw your deck yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of things that you can do. You can actually put it as your 99 and play Corvault, the dragon, and go crazy with that as well because you can attack, sacrifice, heat triggers, and do a lot of shenanigans as well. You know, there's a lot of things that you can build. The, uh, there's a bunch of these cards are great to like have in the 99 and not as a commander. But hey, depends so, on the person. Something I, I realized as well is there's like in this whole list there's three uh or like uh four gruel commanders and there's like three rakdos commanders which is interesting they decided to cut those yeah that is true and then our last card that we all know 
That is a stupid card. God dang it. Um, so Nihon, a sorious lawmaker, because he is the law. Uh, I would put Judge Dredd as an art instead. Um, he's a sorious, Picast a sorious, the 2CMC legendary creature, human advisor. Cards in graveyard loses all abilities. If a player would search a library, that player searches the top four cards of their library. If a non-creature would enter the battlefield and it wasn't cast, exile it. Creature. Ridiculous. Instead. Two two. I think he should have been renamed Nope, the Nope Maker. I think that's a much more fitting name. You know what? Oh, no. You know what? The, forget about putting a picture of Judge Dredd. I would put a picture of Orango. Yeah, right yeah. Nope, the Nope Maker. Yep. There yep. you go. I mean, are, nope. are you sure that isn't Orango a few years from now? I mean, look, look, hold on. Somebody look at Orango's hairline real quick. Hold on. Just look at his dad. <laughs> yeah, that's quite <laughs> he, he's he's there reading a script that he's doing for a movie or something. He's like, yeah, the script like, just says nope, no, nope. Nope. the nope, nope. Uh, I have right, nothing to say. We have to finish with nope. Nope. Encounter spell story. It just, it's just a vomit of a lot of annoying things so people hate you every time you summon this stupid commander. Yeah. It's oh and it's and it's buried stuff because you stop you stop like recursion decks that deal with graveyards. You stop people from trying to combo. You stop people from trying to smack you in the face with a sneak attack. Like you, you stop everyone, so they hate you even more because you're trying to stop all these different types of of archetypes and decks. Actually, it just sounds it's, like a me when I was playing that uh that Rubinia deck. It's it's a, it's a, it's a very hate berry type of card. It's not in the hate bear colors, which is kind of interesting. If that would have been Celestia, that would have been kind of crazy too. But I appreciate that it's uh it's more Azorius because then you can just be like on top of the note that is your commander, you can just be note with all your cards in your hand. So. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, it's oh my god, this card is so ridiculous. Too many, too many stupid keywords. Uh, thank God Gavin didn't print this. Not saying that he's not crazy enough to just print it down the line, honestly. Oh, like, yeah, he will. You know he will. It's an advisor. You know what? Maybe they print it in that, in that um, uh, Harry Potter set. Who Yo, <laughs> he's an advisor. Yeah. <laughs> How about your 99 are that one and blue advisors that for each one you can tap? Oh, that'd be cool. And, yeah. Oh my god, somebody wrote in the chat. AJ says more cards that should not exist. I, I wonder I who could have wrote that. I have no idea. <laughs> I'm a player and I agree this 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 would be this would be hell to deal with. Oh it will it would be hell. Yes, it would. Like God. My problem with this card is that I can't, I, I can't, I, uh, cards and, ability and graveyards don't have the abilities, and if you animate it, it just comes back and, oh, look, you didn't cast this. Oh, exactly. I know. It's stupid. Yeah. The sad part is that if, you, if you're if you a combo player, like, let's say, uh, if you're one of your wind conditions, just like one of mine that is looking for the gates, mm-hmm. this will be making me look for the gates harder. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. yeah. So even returning the the actual maze card, it will be like, okay, search for a gate. I can only look at the top four cards. Yeah. 
you know it's it stops a lot of things and especially if you are somebody that does need pieces to win a game your search is going to be limited if you try to fetch lands you might miss yes a way you could make this card a bit more fair uh, like if this were aimed towards commander is making it making you look the top seven very I reminiscent of Dick True Time and the other versions of Dick True Time that actually cost more mana. Uh, you look at the top seven. Oh, look, I found the actual card. So you might actually whiff. Uh, you'd never get to, like, a proper search card. You don't, you don't get to search for a proper, like, the, the actual card. Uh, and, like, it balances it out a bit. Yeah, I like that. Uh, but but seven I cards, I feel like seven cards is like, you're looking, you get to look through a whole hand of cards either way. Yeah, that's you know? Yeah, it's to make it fair, not to make it more ridiculous. I think it's still like, yes, let's say you tutor for something hard. So, you tutor for something hard. I am right now thinking that Chris is just thinking in his head, hey, how about this card? They make it legit, and I build a janky Asorius deck. I'll just bring back Rubinia. That's all I'm going to do with it. I'm just going to bring back Rubinia and be ridiculous and stupid again. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like... Bring bring back what's her name? Hushbringer? Is that the, like the little the little fun little fairy that yeah, always exists? That card does not exist. I refuse. <laughs> <laughs> and there's also like Linvala in there too. Yeah, let's bring them. Let's bring them all in. Let's bring them all. I want to bring them all back. Gross. <laughs> How can you? He, you're being mean to JP, man. He wants to play Commander. <laughs> oh, I assure you. You guys remember that Rubinia deck? I would be mean to everyone. <laughs> yeah, but not like Orengo when he plays turn two Winter Orb. No, I mean, I mean yeah. it, would, it would be worse because actually, no, it would be better because I was I also had plans of getting Winter Orb for that deck. So there's two Winter Orbs. That way, Orengo's Winter Orb can't do the thing. See? <laughs> See? It's good. It's balancing the game. At least, but at least Orengo has a win condition, though. That is true. Yeah, exactly. I just, I, I just want you guys to win. I don't need to win. I just need to make my presence known. <laughs> it's like, I think if anybody that's watching us right now would be like, what are they talking about? So let's just say this, guys. If by the time that uh, when we get to back to go back to our local game stores, it, we're we're gonna make a live uh, an episode that will be live, and we'll play Commander for you guys, and then you'll see Chris doing Chris things, and you're gonna be like his whole play mat and his whole corner full of things. You'll be like, all my creatures have like triple strike, indestructible, uh, protection from everything. But I still can't win. I'm, try I'm trying to figure out how I can beat you guys. It's so, it's so confusing. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Okay, I, really. Really. That, yeah, that's Chris. Chris things. Yeah, we have a thing for everybody. <laughs> All right. I have 96 cards on the board. Uh, I think my win con should be somewhere in the last three cards. Hold on, guys. Let me try to figure out some card draw here. Hold on. Let me just... Uh, 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 there we go. There we go. There we go. I draw the last two. We're good. That went. Last card. Darn it. <laughs> <laughs> it's the last you card, know. and then and then you go ahead and tap the card. It, it's the end of your turn, so you can't do anything else. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the worst part is that that might sound like a joke, but it's actually that has happened more than once. <laughs> yes. 
it has it has oh my god well guys those are all the topics of tonight remember that every weekend we every week uh we put the topics that we're going to talk about every saturday and we're actually all of us are thinking about new content for you guys so to let you guys know pay attention to our um youtube page cardboard cave mtg uh because on our youtube page we're gonna start posting the commander nights live streams to the youtube page and we're actually planning some commander things um for the future we want to do some content for all of you uh i think that um our ideas are very unique and very interesting so we hope that we can make those happen and just for future we are actually going to the next set is coming in january uh at the end of january so we're gonna see if we can get some boxes uh to open up with you guys and to see if we can do a virtual uh sealed event between all of us uh actually we can we can get a pre-release each and we can play pre-release yeah. here on the yeah. stream so. totally down you know uh so yeah so let's um go ahead and tell our co-hosts where they can find them starting with mr chris oh starts with me this time well uh i haven't been able to put out any content recently but you can find me here on twitch under crisscross 13. um i am planning on putting on some content soon i just you know just recently finished with all my college stuff so yeah we are still uh getting a few things set but once i do i promise that i will start putting out content for you guys lots of magic the gathering related content as well i just got to get a few things set up and once i have a schedule i will let you guys know uh, other than that uh, i guess you can just attempt to find me on social media but i'm just gonna make that a little quest for you guys to figure out <laughs> <laughs> yeah like like again our youtube channel will have a lot of mtg content the thing is that we're still figuring things out the podcast is like the main thing right now yeah. but we're gonna get you guys awesome content so jp where they can find you you can find me here every Saturday on Cardboard Cave, MTG Podcast, uh, and you can satisfy all your cardboard craves. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, JP like with that. the fuck, man. He keeps on upgrading them every Saturday. Yeah. Damn. Okay, Alejandro, where they can find you? You can find me in this podcast, Cardboard Cave. You can also find me in the podcast from The Movie Guy uh, with John. And if not, you can just Google me or IMDb me because I'm the baker. How about we show them who is one of our main local game stores? Hey, geeks, do you love comics, collectibles, and TCG? Well, here at Cardboard Cave, we have the place for you. Pass by Capitan Granuja Comics and Games and find all your favorite geeky items there. Look for them at Facebook or Instagram or call them at 787-659-7003. A store blessed by Nicole Bolas.